welcome to High School Backups Podcast. We are here today on episode 13 or 14. I don't remember the exact number. I never do. But it's funny because it's a part of the joke. Uh, we have Kyle here today yelling at his hockey team who's still in the playoffs. Well, this is a much better hockey team. Sign up early, boys. Bruins would have beat the Penguins in five. Simple as that. So anyways... <laughs> Here we are, uh, moving on. Uh, we also Dude, have the lovely Andrew, who may or may not be playing Madding in the background. Jake, who's been offered <laughs> all the food now that he is home. And we have the lovely Steven at his mother's place. <laughs> Shambles still, and it's been three weeks, so here we go. Uh, hey, it might get done this week. We might get our apartment back. I don't know. Maybe I'll come back from the wedding and it'll be done. We'll see. So, uh, yeah. jumping right into the New England news, Red Sox tied for the best record in the last 10 games in the whole league they are killing it one through all three of their last series while the yankees are going down <laughs> nothing no no big surprise here uh anyways uh most importantly uh most importantly uh bruins i don't know if we talked about last week bruins did uh, fall out of the playoffs unfortunately we'll see what happens with bruce cassidy as well as the rest of the bruins team including bergeron Celtics just won game four uh, as of yesterday. As of last week, they had yet to have started the series when we started uh, the podcast or filmed it. So they are currently tied 2-2. The Heat didn't look the same as they did in game three. The Celtics should have swept the Heat. The fact that the Heat have won exactly two quarters and won two games, absolutely insane. You know how the Heat won the other night is because we had over 20 turnovers. That's the only reason. Cut yes. those turnovers in half, guarantee you're winning that game. And we're the up Heat three aren't winning. Steve, I thought you we're were not. The, the Heat Celtics aren't winning games. The Celtics are the losing. The Celtics are losing, yes. Jake, I am 100% with you. That is exactly what's happening. Uh, lastly, on the Patriots news, there is none. Because why would they do anything in the offseason that's worth us paying attention yeah. to? So, uh, so I saw some we'll videos see. of Matt Jones throwing to Devontae Parker. I did, actually. That is good. Yeah. That is news. Jack Jones yeah. has been at OTAs and has looked sharp and thin. He's, he's actually dropped, like trimmed. Yeah. Yeah, he's dropped like 25 to 30 pounds from last year. So <laughs> well, he yeah, was in uh, he was down in Miami with a bunch of the receivers. He was there with like uh Kendrick Bourne and Aguilar and some other guys. And he was Thank like you. he's put on muscle. Like he's he's done a lot of work into his shoulder as well, kind of building a muscle there. The only reason that wasn't there was Harry. Yeah, yeah, which is probably better that way. So, anyways, uh, yeah. well, I mean, we got to get him. We got to get him some reps in because if this is the last season, we want to hold on. To His reps could be on the out. practice squad. So I can't even say anything, but I think Harry definitely needs to be uh, shipped out at some point during the season if we want to get yeah. any value off of him. I think we're all in agreement on that. Yeah, so uh, moving on from that, uh, New England news, pretty good overall, other than the Bruins, but that was kind of expected, unfortunately. As Kyle continues to get plastered by the Hurricanes, so um, let's go Hurricanes. I'm just kidding. Actually, I'm not. Uh, if, at least if the Bruins, if, if least the Hurricanes win, if the Hurricanes win, that means the Bruins lost the champions, which means we're the second best team in the league. Of course, that just adds content into our podcast with you falling. If, if, if the Rangers don't yep. win. I will ball out crying on this podcast. That'll be everyone's funny. No- Good That'll news. Be Let's go. Uh, good for content. Make sure you uh, make that a short. <laughs> so, uh, talking a little bit about the rest of yeah. the playoffs, um, we have gotten three games with game four coming tonight for the Mavs and the Warriors. The Warriors have severely outclassed, outmanned, and outplayed the Mavs, even though Luca's averaging 35 a night. Everything we talked about coming to fruition everything everyone else talked about coming to fruition I, I i always feel like i don't know maybe luca can go off and at least get him one win but no matter what golden state's on fire their offense is insane and they're just gonna basically all that luca do is just hope he can outscore steph and the rest of his team which maybe one game they can squeeze a win out but they don't stand a chance but they're gonna be such a good challenge for the celtics when they go to the finals because I'm not a flip-flopper, I feel like I have to hold firm and say Mavs in seven right now. Uh, if Reggie Bullock and, you know, other guys who normally shoot three of ten from three and not O of ten could just get back to the three of ten, they'll be fine. <laughs> They're not so by 40, so, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, they lost like eight the other night. What do you mean? No, no, Two games I, I'm not it's not like they're – it's just it's never happened in NBA history. And oh, I'm very well aware. Happen, 
And for it to happen with this Mavs team, I just don't think they have the pieces to mount a comeback like this. Like, I, like they might win a game, maybe even <laughs> two. They might make it fun. Like, I don't know, but like they're not coming back. It's just I not. Mean, how literally, the it's a works. dude with a dad bod and a bunch of dudes who are undrafted <laughs> and picked in the second round, except for Frank Nealakina, who is the only other lottery pick in the entire on the entire Mavericks roster. Okay, to judge a team with dad bots, though, if you look at the Olympics, the Olympic curling team, the men's curling team, is literally just a bunch of dads that, try, that are trying to skip out you of their family. You want to talk about uh, Celtics and uh, Heat, we already <laughs> talked about a bit, but uh, Celtics, hopefully in six, hopefully they can close out the next two games and not beat themselves two more times. Um, yeah. All they have to do is not turn the ball over. Like, the fact of the matter is that the Heat have won two quarters the entire series. The fact that they have two wins in the series is absolutely asinine. Just nuts. I mean, you have to give it to Celtics too. Even yeah, though we had, you know, twenty plus turnovers, we brought it within one at one point near the end of the game. So I, yeah, we still blew it. But the Celtics, as long as we just tighten it up, and we have Marcus Smart hopefully coming back, and we have Williams playing insane defense and especially scoring really well i like our chances it just we just can't beat ourselves let's talk about rob will making bam out of bio look like a baby and then al horford making him look like a baby as well it was all right also i'm gonna go on a quick rant real quick for any sorry justin for any y'all thought jason tatum wasn't the best player in the nba finals i'm gonna just spell something out First not goal, only it's not the NBA Finals, but continue. Left. I know, but I'm not just only him because I'm an athlete. Yeah, Kyle. Sorry, I don't speak coward. All right, so we're, we're going to talk with one. He was he scored higher than any of the starters. You know, any of the starters on the Heat, which is an all-time low. I think actually it's a record of all time. The last time someone scored the low was back in like 2003. Not only beating the entire Miami Heat lineup, but he's still consistently being our best player on a team that's incredibly balanced. So now you have somebody who's shining, who is better than an entire starting lineup on one team for a game, and yet he is rising above a team filled with talent. So I am having a hard time believing that anybody other than Tatum is the best player right now just because of how dominant he is with what is around him and how he just made the Heat starting lineup looks so embarrassing. Like, it's almost like I'm watching the Giants over the regular season. I just want to cry. It's so bad. Honestly, though, it says a lot. People were calling for Tatum's head after game three. And in game four, not a single human being said anything about Jalen yeah. Brown scoring 12 points and shooting, like, three of 20. Yeah, so I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> I mean, you I just have to say with that, mm. it's just that, like, when you build an all star team, like an all star player like Jason Tatum, a lot of teams and a lot of fan bases expect <clears> that star player to perform to the best every night. And, like, every night. But it's like, he ha- he's human. If you look at LeBron James, like, he had the same exact thing happen to him, but majority of that came down to how his team performed around him. Like, Jalen Brown, like you said, scored 12 points. Like, that is something, like, also a factor. Like, you need to expect, like, Jason Tatum cannot carry a team by himself all the way through, like, to the finals. If Nobody this can. rest of the team is going to join him. And, I mean, at the same time, too, when you have Tatum really emerging as an incredible star, especially in the playoffs, yeah, you're going to get a lot of criticisms. Like, oh, there's a new guy coming in. Oh, see, it's just a fluke. And everyone hates Boston winning because they're sick of the Patriots and the Bruins and the Red Sox for a while. So, of course... Like, oh, this new Boston star, he had an off game. I think they're going to fall apart because everyone's saying the Celtics are the team to be. And then, of course, Tatum's like, I mean, yeah, I just had a bad game. Let me just come back, put up 31 points, and your starting lineup is going to look like a bunch of toddlers out there. So it's, I mean, I just love when people just kind of jump to conclusions. Granted, I do as well. You know, when you're a rising star, yeah, you're going to get a lot of criticism. And anytime you mess up, you're thrown apart. Like Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. He is actually an incredible starter. But he loses in the playoffs, so he gets a lot of crap for it. But he's still a really great player. So Tatum is a star. He's the best player left in the NBA playoffs. There you go, Kyle. Hope you're happy. And I'm just excited to see them win the series and then eventually the the finals. So now that we were off topic for a while, uh, let's go back to what we were talking about here. Uh, the <laughs> NHL playoffs, the uh, the four series uh, that are currently going on uh, with the Lightning sweeping the Panthers. I don't think anyway thought they would sweep them. To sweep, it's crazy. Um, and so that, oh, yeah, that was a crazy series. 
the Avalanche being up 3-1 on the Blues, I think that makes total sense. Um, Kyle said they're the overrated. They're obviously thing... not. So. How the Flames okay, so... do? How's Calgary? Lose. Okay, hold on. What? So with the Avalanche and the the Blues series, I think it would have been a lot closer if Bennington didn't get hurt. If Bennington didn't miss last night's game and then and the Blues ended up losing, so now they're down three one. If they were able to pull it to an even series, I think it would be a lot closer. But because Bennington got hurt, their star goaltender got hurt. It has completely unraveled the Blues to the point to the where they're now attacking the Avalanche players. Like they were literally cross checking them. They're uh, side swiping them. They're going after their legs. Like they are playing dirty, dirty hockey, and that's not the Blues' style of hockey at all. So the Avalanche definitely got in their head when their goalie got hurt. When they hurt their goalie, accident or not, that's up. I'll let fans of the podcast decide. I personally don't think it was on purpose. I do think it was an accident, but I mean, it's hockey. Accidents happen. The goalie got hurt, and the Blues are really letting it get in their head. So the Blues are probably going to end up losing. I'm really pissed off about that because I really thought the Blues could do it. I mean, I, I really liked how the Blues were looking. If you go uh, back and watch, one, so. if you go back and watch the replay too, I mean, it literally looks like the Blues defenseman accidentally pushed his name's Kadri, right? Yeah, Kadri. Kadri into Bennington. Like it didn't. It did not look malicious. It didn't look like Kadri. No, was it really for him. Like it looked like that a Blues defenseman accidentally pushed him into him. Are you talking about that goalie like, getting pushed into the corner? No, we're no. talking about the goalie who got thrown back into his own net. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, the goalie who got yeah. pushed into the corner is a different one. We'll get to that series next, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the Flames-Oilers one, so we'll get to that one in a second. But, like, with, with uh, Bennington getting hurt, it's really gotten in the Blues' head. Uh, it's got not only gotten in the Blues' players' heads, but it's gotten in the fans' heads, too. Like, we, I, I was going to pull bring this up later, but I think this is a now. good time to talk about it because it's a pretty serious topic. Nazem Kadri, who is the one who hit the Blues goaltender, he and his family have been extreme victims of very bad racism. Like, It has gotten to the point where it, it's like not even funny. Like, Not that racism in general is never funny at all, like ever. What's really annoying to me about this whole situation is how little coverage this is getting. The only coverage I have seen on ESPN about this was in a brief article where they were talking about Nazem Kadri's scoring. They were talking about his scoring and in one line mentioned who was also a victim of racist comment. That that's not how this should be treated. This should be treated way more seriously. It's kind of, it's really infuriating and I'm not even a victim of racism like ever. For me like it's really infuriating to see it happen to other people in a sport that I love. It's really really infuriating to see it get no broadcasting at all about it. I mean it's kind of a tend- it's like a tendency to depending on the sport where anything kind of race involved. I mean like when 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 the NFL was coming up, a lot of stuff for like uh, like Black Lives Matter, for example, I was honestly really surprised because technically, because really anything race related is usually silenced pretty quickly. Or oh, I'll talk about I'll talk about it. But what people forget, like I fall victim to this, or I, I fall into this, where I it's it's just a sport. At the end of the day, whether or not they win or lose isn't going to affect whether you go to work tomorrow or whether you're going to live your life or anything. So I know it's really tough as a Patriots fan. There are times like if I was at, you know, if I saw Roger Goodell, I would want to boo at him. But at the same time, it's still just a sport. And whatever, if he gets penalized for hitting the for hitting the goalie, you know, that's something to deal with the league. But And he did. He did get penalized in game yeah. for it. That, that should but be it, the end of it. <laughs> like, that's and it makes no sense. Why would you and like like it makes sense why bring race into it? Like why? Like, you want to do more damage? No, he's got to deal with the league. His reputation could be on the line after this game. A person's race should not... Realistically, you should not look at race for really anything other than just how somebody may identify themselves. Like, you should not treat anybody differently. You should not, you know, go after them because they are a a different race because that's just a low blow, and that's just pathetic and cowardly. Like... If you're in criticizing, like, yeah, you hit him. You're not a great player. But don't criticize him because what race is the player by any chance, just so I know? He's Muslim. Muslim? Which, oh, that's – yeah, that's even worse. He's cause, Muslim. Yeah, because especially, like, you know, especially since, you know, the early 2000s, yeah, Muslims receive a large amount of racism. I mean, churches where they practice Islam actually receive death threats on, or bomb threats on a daily basis. But it's – I was, you, I was yeah, you go, some of these – 
I was reading some of these tweets, and some of them were as bad as to say you shouldn't even be playing in this league because of your religion. You shouldn't be. And like, mm. not only were they attacking the player, they were attacking his family. They were attacking his family. Yeah. Like, why does the family need to be brought into it at all, number one? But why are you even bringing the race at all? Leave mm-hmm. the, leave, like, that shouldn't even be a topic on anyone's mind. Like, it should be. Nope. Not, it shouldn't matter. Like, you should be able to look at another human being and see them for a human being. That's all that should matter. And I know people get very driven with sports. Sports motivates a lot of people in good ways and in bad ways. We all obviously sports. We're doing a sports podcast for crying out loud. Like, Wait, obviously we love podcast? sports. Is it? Are you sure? I don't know. <laughs> but like, clearly <laughs> we love it so much that this is what we want to do in our free time. And like, people love sports dictate their lives so much to the fact that they're willing to do this it is absolutely ridiculous no i think it's uncalled for at the end of the day it's just a game i know you already said it Stephen, but i'm gonna reiterate it i mean oh yeah it should not affect people like that and first of all none of that is ever okay to say ever Mm -hmm. it's a game yeah it is a children's game that men get paid a lot of money to play Mm -hmm. it's a game and it's one thing to go after somebody and race for any situation. I mean, because we know what happened in Buffalo pretty recently. But it's even worse when their motivations are for something as stupid as as a sport. Like, are you kidding me? Like, how worked up do you have to be? How hot-minded and honestly of a person do you have to be to get worked up over a game to go after the person because of their race? Like, honestly, I wish I could just... You just want to just just sucker punch anybody who does that because it's just tell them, like it's stupid there's no point in doing it but I, and now they're going after their family and you shouldn't do that ever and they're even doing it for a stupid reason because of just what happened in a sporting game like it just makes no sense but people do it anyways and it's frustrating yeah and and honestly i we are kind of all covered all the points for it and although it's something that should never stop being talked about. I do want to move on uh, to the yeah, to the rest of it. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a rough subject, and again, we should never really stop talking about it. But for the sake mm-hmm. of our podcast, our limited time today, we will mm-hmm. move on to the next uh, the other games here. So we also have the Edmonton Oilers being up two to one on the Flames. Let's go. So uh, Edmonton. Edmonton is probably going to do it. The Rangers just scored, which is what Kyle's excited about. I just saw an update on my screen. Um, they're still going to lose 5-1. to um, one, So, yeah, Kyle, what do you have to say about the Hurricanes-Rangers or even the Oilers-Flames uh, series? So I'll, I'll just cover the Flames-Oilers series really quick. It's pretty brief. Um, I think that game's going seven games. Battle of Alberta is one of the best rivalries in hockey. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Alberta is the province uh, in Canada that both Edmonton and Calgary are in. For those people who don't know Canadian geography, uh, so the Battle of Alberta is one of the best rivalries uh, to watch. Uh, so to have it be in the playoffs is amazing. Um, and two of the best young stars in the game also with Connor McDavid, uh, Leon Draisaitl, and Matthew Kachuk are, are respectively playing in it. So it's a lot of fun to see the talent. Uh, but it's also had some fair share of rough goalie injuries. Um, as Justin brought up just a few moments ago with the goalie who went absolutely flying into the corner. And for some reason, Milan Lucic, who was the one who did the hit, is not being suspended, fined, or anything for it, which I'm really confused about. Like, I understand it was a hockey play. It it was a hard hit. And when the goalie leaves the crease, they are eligible to be hit. But this just looked a little bit more malicious than the Jordan Bennington hit. So I'm kind of surprised as to why the league decided not to reprimand Milan Lucic. I haven't seen any, like, information as to why they decided to not. So uh, do it. So like it, it looks it looks rough to me. I remembering know. Milan Lucic from his Boston days, did he just essentially see a chance to hit a goalie? And I haven't seen the play. Really, so. I just watched it. It looks way worse because he just took out the skates of the goalie and gave him a little push. He didn't really like it, it, the goalie spun around. <laughs> that gives you the idea. He could have hit him way harder. His hip. The goalie could have broken. Yeah, but Milan could have easily hit him way worse. Absolutely. That doesn't mean the hit he did do is any less bad. He I can barely hit him, though. He, 
it, but I don't. What's your My point? point is saying that he kind of took his legs out from each of them, which he has the right to do to go for the puck. No, he doesn't. He can't take out the you can't take out a player's legs. That is illegal. That is a penalty. That is either tripping or slew footing. That is not legal. <laughs> you can't take out the for roughing, so it doesn't matter. Did he get a penalty on the ice? I'm asking you. I don't know. I don't think he did. I don't think you know what it what it really looks like is he hit the he hit him on his right side and it caused him to spin. So that's a, so the goalie had no stance. Really, is what happened. Which he didn't even is push a pen, it. another part to really take into account with with the player with the hockey player going to take. There was a penalty, is, by the way. Okay, how many strides did he take? Do you, um, have, do you have the video up? So I'm watching it right strides. now. Uh, that's extremely important. From 15 feet until the hit zero, but to lead okay. up to that speed, he took maybe like two full okay. strides. So then that had no impact on the hit at all. Then. Which, yeah, he had already started. Right. To, he, he actually slowed down, and then their their legs hit each other. That's what hit. Like, their legs hit each other. And then a little bit of the hips. I'm telling you, it doesn't look like that much of a hit, but it looks so yes. wild because his right foot, the goalie's right foot, swung around, and it sent him into the boards. So this is, the, two, baby. Um, this is what he That's got. Two, he got baby. a game misconduct penalty for that. I knew I okay. saw it oh, on... So he, was, um, so he was thrown out of the game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what? I'll I'll backtrack my statement. I'll backtrack a bit. I knew I makes, got makes a sense. notification from ESPN about that the other day. That's it how doesn't look out. that malicious though. It looks more like an an accident that he got a penalty for. Which to me, it looked way worse than the Jordan Binnington hit. Maybe I need to look back at it and see a little bit more. Uh, because yeah, he didn't even push him. Not getting suspended like this. There's clearly a reason as to why the league didn't even want to find him. I'm gonna so, like, watch. I haven't seen the Kadri yet. I'm gonna watch that real quick. That one is not as bad. Like I don't think. Like it wasn't Kadri's fault. Basically, as well say. Like it was a bad hit that Bennington took, but it wasn't Kadri's fault. Oh my god! I've saw, I saw Swayman and Rask and all the Bruins goalies get hit like this a million times, and no one. So it happens all the time. A defense. A defenseman is trying to block the the offensive player from getting a clear line to the net. They block the player out, but they accidentally block him. Yeah, because Kadri was trying to go to the outside. He was trying to go to the outside. He got blocked right back. And sometimes the lane that the defenseman takes ends up being in the way of the goalie. It just happens. You know, the defenseman also has to pay attention to where they're skating. They can't just sit around nilly willy blindfolded. That's not how the game works. Uh, I just want to make a quick unrelated comment. I just realized, uh, remember in the first episode where we had one cuss, like in the entire thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that just, that one, that oh, one I've been paying attention this to, time. Uh, right I, I, if you, if you, audiences, if you guys didn't know, we got together and thought, let's make Justin's life more difficult. And let's just start swearing a poop ton. Just we did it. Uh, the <laughs> yeah, issue is that we're only through uh, two topics, and we just started. Yeah. Um, so, uh, short answer is the Rangers are up 2-0. They will still lose 5-2. Mm. So, uh, one anyways. last series. We still have one last series. I'll keep it very brief. Rangers are going okay. to win the series in six games. We're done. Moving on. Okay. Psych. Anyways, Carolina is going to win at least one more game. At least. I'm, I'll Not give you seven. So, moving on to the Sabo, uh, Sabo and Jim Van is what my mind just told me to say. But Saban <laughs> and Jimbo dispute or debacle, <laughs> if you will, that's happened over the last couple of days. Uh, essentially, to put it short, uh, Nick Saban leading the number one football program in the last 15 years in the country. Alabama, close. <laughs> one of the top football programs in the last fifteen years. No, Never makes I mean like better. he's no, he's the top football program, and it's not close. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought it was the opposite. Even for the last fifteen years, there. Uh, whereas you have Jimbo Fisher, right, who's now in Texas A and M, who uh, has a they have a ton of money. Uh, short a answer joke. is the NIL, <laughs> as everyone is at least a little bit familiar with. Essentially, college players can be paid. Um, mm -hmm. Is the short answer is what that means. There's but that's the short idea is that they can be paid. Uh, Jimbo and Texas A&M have essentially went from what was maybe a top 25 recruiting class to the number one recruiting class, both last year and this year, going from one to three five-star recruits for its last five years to 11 this year, uh, strictly because of NIL deals, supposedly. Um, I'm sure it has a large, a large portion, but I'm just saying that's... There's no guarantees, but that is what's likely being looked at. And Nick Saban says that he has not and will not use NIL as a reason for good players to come there. And therefore, draft class has dropped down significantly. for a team It's like just a number two. He's got the number two class in the country. Yeah. <laughs> but he's still PO'd about it because now – actually, I don't think that's true. I think 
I think they're like fifth or sixth now. Maybe they're second. Hold on, let me look. Let me look. But, uh, so it was so Saban called out, uh, called them out Jimbo for, Fisher, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, Saban immediately he apologized. Was like eight, eight to twelve hours after. He made yeah, he a said public he apology. Have called out one person. Yeah, it is Texas A and M, and then Alabama. Alabama has less five stars than Georgia, but more four stars. So it's A and M, Bama, Georgia. Like I'll, I'll quickly just say, when you have the resources available, and it's within, if we, what if the recruitment being done is legal, or it's within regulation it or whatnot, it isn't. Okay. So How do you know? Okay. How do you know it's not? Uh, because technically, schools aren't supposed to allow, uh, offer students money. The name, image, likeness thing applies to companies. It's not Texas or Texas A and M paying students. The NIL show, is show me show me where Texas A and M the school is physically giving the money to the from the school to the students. Show me where that. So is that's what was alleged is that they're negotiating mm-hmm. NIL deals with recruits and saying we'll get you this much money. That's what's being alleged. Is that fine though? Isn't it? Fi- no. Isn't the whole point then of the they, NIL yeah. to like help these kids gain sponsors and whatnot? And if schools have sponsors that are willing to work with their specific school mm-hmm. and their specific. Uh, so the problem with the NIL kids. right now, companies are going to pe- kids in the transfer portal or students who are entering college and essentially saying, I'll give you this much money to go to this school. Mm. And that's not what the NIL is supposed to be. The NIL is supposed to be what Alabama is doing and be a collective group, like a collective pool of money at the universities where they can distribute it to kids who are doing the name image likeness stuff with companies. So it's like I think Alabama sits on a three million. I forget where I get that number from. I it might be made up. I don't know, but I think Nick Saban might have quoted it in one of the articles I was reading. Mm-hmm. And so they have a set amount of money to distribute amongst all of them. And mm-hmm. so the way the NIL is being used to essentially bribe players to go. Good luck seeing any type of like Cincinnati's and non-power fives getting anywhere near the college football playoffs in half a decade. The parity I mean, in college I don't football know, is I don't only know going to that. deteriorate. No, I don't know about that. I think Kyle. That, I, Kyle. No, no, okay. Let me explain my reasoning for it before you, before you say it. So, like, it, just be, we've seen non-Power 5 schools do going, going well and beyond what they need to to get star-powered offense, and get, not just star-powered players in general as a recruiting class. We've seen it with USC this year, which is this, for this upcoming year. We saw USC? Cincinnati list. Yeah, USC, University literally just a bunch USC of is a power the five, trans- and it's a blue blood college football program. No, they're not. They're not a power five. They're a well, power five school. A oh, power five conference. Sorry, Pac twelve is a power five conference. You. No, I misunderstood what you're saying. Ignore my stupidity. <laughs> I will continue to drink beer. Have a good night, folks. <clears throat> no. Well, so, okay. Um, so here is me in college football playoffs. Goodbye. It's not uh, Cincinnati. Did they really the deserve to be there, though? Life. I mean, did they really deserve to be there last year? Yes. Did really seem like I it mean, is. also uh, the NIL is still is fairly new, if I'm correct. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's of course it's it's the the draft, the rough draft of it is going to be something you could take advantage of pretty easily. So the largest programs with more money and more connections oh, are going to take well. advantage of it. But in, I mean, who knows? I mean, I have a good feeling that in time, they're going to find some way to balance it out. Maybe <laughs> put in a cap that they actually have to stick to for what money they can put into recruiting so, or even try to promote, you know, fair brand deals within multiple schools. But I think right now they're just taking advantage of it. And Nick Saban is a little butthurt about it, but guess what? Somebody's recruiting better than you. You're going to have to deal with it. My so biggest just, problem with the NIL is it's being used in ways that it wasn't supposed to be used. So yes. Zay Flowers is a wide receiver at Boston College, right? Mm-hmm. And I believe it was Nike or some company offered him, there were two separate companies, offered him money to transfer to either Texas or USC or something like that. I forget the exact schools. But straight up offering people money to leave schools that they have committed to is not how the NIL is supposed to be. And during the recruiting process, it also necessarily wasn't supposed to be used there. I'm not inherently against the thought of the NIL, but it being used in this sort of way, I'm absolutely just very weary of. I don't love it. Wouldn't the offering money be similar to, hey, we'll let you go to this school for a lesser tuition, though? Okay, so me and Jake discussed earlier. (laughs) Yeah, so... 
So me and Jake's discussion was essentially like, because he was kind of on the side of more of the NIL should really exist, or just in general, it was that was the point that he was made. Or we were kind of going. It's not my forth. favorite concept in the world. No. Yes, like, and I, that, I accept and am fine with it existing. It's just not my favorite concept in the world. Yeah, and that they already made enough money um, with their ability to just go to the school for free, essentially for four years. Mm-hmm. And although I I'm agree just saying, that it's, a, it's like an asset, two hundred and fifty k if you go to yes. USC for free. The issue is, okay. and this is a truth, and I read this in, in a few different articles and saw a video on it, that's all great and dandy. But a lot of these players, a large percentage, come from areas where they don't have a ton of money, and then they get to go to these schools in large areas for free, and they don't even have money to get food. I literally heard, I was listening to one of the USC recruits on a destroying video, by the way. He was talking to a USC recruit. Or, yeah, it was, I think it was USC or UCLA. He was talking to him. He's like, hey, like, he's like, yeah, or the recruit was like, yeah, I love going to school. I love everything about it, but I can't even, like, get a pizza. Like, we can't even get dinner. Like, we're here. We don't have money for that because we don't have money at home. Like, we're able to go here. We get meals sometimes from this, like, a certain amount per day. But what about on a Friday night when we, we don't have, like, can't just go get meals. Everything's closed. Like, we don't have money. And that's where I think the NIL can make a huge positive difference in these kids' lives who are literally filling stadiums for that make schools millions and millions of dollars. And for that reason, I think that they deserve a piece of that. Similar to the NFL, not as much, but similar, I think they deserve a piece. No, I mean, again, I get it. I'm not inherently against the NIL. I just think it could have been implemented way better. And I think that could be something also, in time that could be improved on too, because it is still fairly new. There's also the aura around college football where it's like, you know, kids are playing for passion of the game instead of money. Like, a lot of people love college football more because of the fact that they think they're playing for the love of the game more than they're playing for the money like they are in the NFL. They're playing against the NFL. I mean, come on. No, but there's a lot of people who love college football more than the NFL because of that aura. And I don't necessarily think it's going to go away, but it's just something that the NCAA has to take into consideration. Like... If they were going to do something like the NIL, they should have been much more prepared to implement it. And I know that the Supreme Court case came down and all of a sudden it was like all nonsense broke, all hell broke loose. (laughs) And everything was just kind of like, okay, we can do this. But it didn't seem like the NCAA was really prepared to do it. So you're seeing all these problems arise now and now they have to deal with it. Yeah, and, and if that, you're gonna do it, yeah. you should have been prepared to do it. And, and yeah, and that's that's what they'll have to figure out, I guess. Right? They have to figure out all these little knots that they have. Speaking on another new product that's gonna have a lot of issues that are gonna have to get through in order to be successful, the XFL just signed their TV deal officially <laughs> with uh, what I said earlier, and we'll continue to call it the uh, Disney, uh, the Disney products and ABC, Fox, FS1, the and mouse ESPN. wants its cheese. Okay. The mouse Fair enough. Here, here's something kind of like that is like the Disney deal, but that's that that's pretty smart though. That's 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 honestly huge for the XFL because I mean I really don't know who was broadcasting before, but now they have multiple platforms they can Nobody. they can stream no on. One. No one was probably. Yeah. So now they have. I thought it was two, Fox. and I'm sure ABC is probably dying to get sports Maybe. You know, Maybe kicked Fox. off again. Yeah. So it's huge for them. Now, do they? When are they planning to do the XFL? Is it going to be like a sum? Is it going to be like a next spring, spring summer next league? Spring football, spring, spring football. Fan, spring, fantastic, spring, good because next spring, yeah, right? next February. Like Just imagine if they try to compete with the NFL. <laughs> no, no, no. They so are they are the <laughs> understudy of the NFL. That has already been at confirmed. This, they at signed this the contract. Point, yeah, they're the NFL feeder league. So I, I so I saw this tweet earlier, and it was why doesn't the NFL have an NBA style G League, and immediately the first thing I thought of was XFL. It, like, that's what it's it literally is. the first thought that came to my mind, it, and that's already kind of what it's looking to become. Is the NFL and the XFL are going to have the XFL is going to be like the G League for the NFL? Like, the XFL has already have a partnership with the NFL where they're going to try out new rules, they're going to try out new referees, new players, all that nonsense and fun that's stuff that we're going to get exactly to what the get G to watch. League is. Yes. And that's exactly exactly. So like, I'm waiting for it to become like official in the sense where they'll get more XFL. T- I think they're waiting to do a trial run, a uh, one season to see how it does. Because spring football has a trend, has pretty much a history of not doing well viewership wise. I don't know, man. I, the Rock looks I, like he's I, killing it. 
Yeah, well, the USFL is doing okay, but I think. I think the USFL is doing okay. doing decent. The, div, the only the issue is with spring football compared to the NFL is that there's just such this large gap of talent, and that's why they can never compete with the NFL because they try to. So I think The Rock is doing the absolute genius decision to, instead of trying to compete with the NFL, just be its underlining partner with it. And I think that's the best way the XFL will succeed because now people will look at the XFL and go, here are the future players of the NFL that we'll get to see. Here are the future rules, the future rest, like we get to see in the G League. What I'm so, hoping the XFL the essentially becomes is the um, what the G League is to the NBA, where you got you have a bunch of dudes who are signed to one team who end up being assigned to like the XFL League. <laughs> and mind you, the G League runs at the same time that the NBA does, I believe. So it wouldn't be like the yeah, exact same. It does. But the biggest thing that you see in the USFL is the difference in talent and quarterback play. Like the rest of it, it looks absolutely like football. And then you watch these quarterbacks throw and you're like, it ain't the same. <laughs> I want another step. I want it to be like the AAA in baseball. Like I literally want it to be each team has an underlying team that they're yeah. able to pull up these products. Like that's what I want. Like the G League sort of works like that. And like it sort of has those sort of roots. I don't know, like, does every team have the G League team? Like, is that even 100%? Not I don't think team, so. But most of them have affiliated so. teams at this point. See, ideally, I think they all should. have an affiliated yeah. team. I think the ones who don't have affiliated teams share an affiliated team with another, like, regional team. I, I, I agree with you, Nick, that I think everyone should. Like, I think there's, like, 27, yeah. 28 G League teams, and there's 30 NBA teams. So I, I think only a couple. And the only, I think the only one that so. isn't affiliated is the G League Ignite, but they're essentially just a draft feeder. Like Why people go to the G League instead of going to college. Yeah, like Jalen def- Green did a couple years ago. No, definitely, and and honestly, the XFL is sort of. I think we talked about it in the first podcast. Like the XFL pretty much already signed with the NFL to be their tester. So hopefully that translates exactly to what we talked about. a positive <laughs> relationship. Yeah, like a positive relationship where it then becomes the understudy. And let's say, I know it sounds weird, but let's say it's literally each, at first, there's eight teams. What if each division has one team to start? And you kind of work off it that way. And you each, that's where you send your guys down to and they can play together and they can gain the sort of like, you know, just you have a lot of good players then. And then eventually it gets bigger and you split it up. Like that would be ideal. And no one's going to complain about spring football. Like there's, there's no, no. doubt in my mind. Um, like I, I don't so... mind the USFL, so. I love the USFL. It's just the it's the quarterback play that gets me that you you just understand that you're not watching the highest level of football. That's really what I'm talking about. Google is a great friend. Um, the there's only two teams <coughs> in the NBA that don't have a G a G League partnership, and those are the Blazers and the Suns. Okay. Every other team has a G League partner. All right. And, but there are G League there are G League teams that don't have an NBA partner, like you guys mentioned with the NBA G League Ignite. Okay. They don't have an NBA partner. It's kind of like a mix of MLB AAA, but also kind of like its own separate type. It the G League is just the G League. Like, there's really no other comparison you can have well, for it. Really. I think the Ignite were essentially formed for kids that didn't want to go to college that wanted to get paid right away. So it was an there, alternative. There kind of is, okay. yeah. Yeah, there are alternative to college. It's a it's yeah. an NBA feed like it's an NBA draft feeder instead of a we're gonna draft you and store you here thing. There's a yeah. bunch of like eighteen year olds that if they want to do the out and there's really no eighteen year olds. There's no Kobe's. There's no LeBron's all the time. They're going to the G League now. They're getting great experience, and you can see one of them on the Heat in the NBA Eastern Conference Finals. The Heat starting point guard, whose name is escaping me right now, he was in the I G League. Agree. No, 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 no. He's their, uh, he's their shooting Bam, guard. Starting. Bam uh, was in the G League. Was Bam in the G League? One second, let me look up. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Green was a top three pick from the Ignite literally two years ago. No, it's uh, neither of those names. Um... His, I'm looking it up right now. It's not. Uh, oh, Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent went into the G League from college after he played four years at college, played three years or two years in the G League or a year and a half, and is now an undrafted player playing for the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals as their starting point guard. So that Kyle Lowry is, is a starting point guard. I think he plays as a shooting guard. Yes, he was. What? Kyle Lowry's playing shooting guard for the Heat? I'm double checking. They- um, How did they get this far? He's actually not. He's actually not starting. So their starting lineup is Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, who's also undrafted, Jimmy Butler, PJ Tucker, Bam Adebayo. And when Kyle Lowry did start, 
he started both as point guard and shooting guard. I miss oh, Kyle Lowry. I wish he was back in the Raptors, but we won't worry about that. Anyways, uh, point being, Geely, uh, having that for the NFL can only be a positive. So Paco Paul played for the main Celtics for a while. Yeah, he did play under the uh, main Red Claws. So, um, oh, right. They changed their name to the Celtics after he was there. Yes. Uh, well, no. Are they the Celtics? I thought they were yeah, still the, the main, main Yeah, right? I think they're the main Celtics. They're the main Celtics. In the main Celtics. It's You're right, right, right. It's a green lobster now. I, I freaking love it because it used to be the main red cause. Uh, I love it. Um, okay, so moving on to uh, podcast polls. Uh, let's get right into it. Let me uh, see polls. There we go. For this My week. Part of the day, boys. We'll start it with the uh, obviously the topics that we talked about today. So, uh, who is currently the best player in the NBA? Um, didn't get a lot of votes this one. It was today. There could be more votes coming, but. Uh, between Giannis and Luca, and uh, I think that I voted Luca, so everyone else voted, I voted Giannis. Giannis. I voted Giannis. Yeah, um, I also voted Giannis. It's one of those ones <laughs> where I don't think there's a wrong answer. I just think that there's answers that are less right, and I do think Giannis could be the number one player. I think Luca could be the number one player. I think I'll what's tell you nuts about this poll at this point is that LeBron might be the odd one out here. Like at this point, and that's nuts to say because LeBron has been the best player in the world for a decade and a half. Like this two thousand three, essentially. Since we've all been watching that. basketball almost twenty years now, so it's just yeah. insane to think that LeBron might be the odd one out in this poll. Yeah, and, and that's that's the weird part. And uh, <laughs> at this point, who is the favorite in the NBA Finals? Our favorite to win, excuse me. Um, this should be no surprise. The Warriors have looked like the best team of these Final Four right now, truthfully. They have looked like the best whole team. Celtics have looked off beat two games and looked like the best team the other two games. And the Heat have barely been able to beat the Celtics when they have beaten them. Even the blowout, it didn't look, it looked very weird. It didn't look like the Heat of old. So, and then the Mavs, well, that's Jake's vote probably. So, uh, no, I voted for, I vote, I think I voted for the Warriors. Uh, I'm not. Stupid. I also voted for the Warriors. Uh, no, but I, I, I was just honestly, this is probably in order to where it's Warriors, Celtics, Heat, Mavs. Like that yes. is that's my And this was point. before the Celtics won that third or the fourth game. So maybe a little bit of bias yeah. there because it looked a lot better. Um best NBA draft class of all time. Um this was a little hard because I you know it's only based on their best player, but of course, you know, if you know historically some of the drafts. I know, for instance, that Jordan had Akeem Olajuwon as well in that draft. Uh, I don't know about Kobe's, but I know LeBron had like Dwayne Wade. Uh, in that. Kobe's yeah. had like Steve Nash. Um, I think Dirk Nowitzki was in it. There were a bunch of guys. Um, yeah, but I put the best player from those draft classes in to be like kind of. Oh, this was one of the players that was in it. This would be who this was. But yeah, fair enough. It's o three or o four or o three or eighty four. I I'm not. I think everyone's on the same page. Yeah, Yeah. there's a list of Hall of Famers in both of those. And although there are some (laughs) Hall of Famers in the other two, there is a list on both of the other ones. So best expansion idea. This is actually really funny. So we got one or two right. We got Seattle right. We got two Uh, or two right. Well, wasn't Las Vegas the other one? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We have them both up here. Oh, I was saying that it wasn't voted for. But regardless, Um, we did talk about both those ideas as our two favorite, as well as mm -hmm. Hawaii. That was like kind of there, but... Our two favorite were Seattle and Las Vegas. And ironically, we heard news today that uh, the NBA is looking at expanding those two teams after the new TV mm-hmm. deal is done at the end of 2024. So that could be really exciting. We've kind of talked about it. I really hope they bring back the Supersonics. I don't know what Las Vegas would do, but I really hope they bring back the Supersonics. Sonics will probably be be a thing for Seattle. Like they probably, I, I think the Seattle fans would riot if they don't name the team. The, the thing is, though, does the Oklahoma City Thunder own the rights to the Sonics? Because Maybe, they did relocate but... from Seattle, so that would be the only thing. Like, if the Thunder owned the rights to the Sonics, then the Sonics can't exist. So that's the only, like... The Thunder I, definitely I, don't own rights to the Sonics. I think they do, what? and I think they would sell it back. Most times when teams relocate, they keep the rights of the old team. Like, for example, in hockey, the Carolina Hurricanes relocated from Hartford, but they kept the oh, rights to the Hartford Whalers. That is so, so that's dumb. why the Har- That's... That's why the Hurricanes have been able to throw out Whalers merchandise, especially recently. Like last year, they did a Hartford reverse retro jersey. Uh, they've done a couple other Whalers jerseys in the past to like bring back like popularity for it. So like that's just how it is in, in hockey. The, uh, there's a couple other examples I could do for hockey. So I'm assuming it would be the same in the NBA. I could be totally wrong. I find that to be 
dumber than dumb Fuck. because you left. <laughs> like, give it up. Yeah, well, just know that Kevin Durant was drafted by the Supersonics, and that's an important I'm very well aware. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, moving on to the next one here. Uh, who is the GOAT of GOATs? I don't think there's any surprises here. Other, in mm-hmm. my opinion, there is a list of names beyond just the four that are on here. We can yes. only put four names as it's just mm-hmm. Twitter polls. Uh, yep. So therefore, we did put those. Um, I think that this is probably in the order that it should be. Honestly, I would be surprised by Gretzky's ahead of Tom Brady, but recency mm-hmm. bonus does show that Tom Brady is the goat of goats, as he was in a much more competitive league than Wayne Gretzky was. I mean, you also well, here's here's uh, a crazy fact. All right. Here's a crazy fact. All right, before Kyle goes off on whatever he wants to talk about, Brady is 39 touchdowns away from being the all-time leader for the Buccaneers franchise, and he played his first game for them when he was what 43. Considering he's near, he's in his 40s and he's still playing at the top of his game. I think you just can't ignore the fact. Like, look at Ben Roethlisberger, who's 37, and or he was barely 40, and he's falling apart physically. Even though there's some recency bias, and also I'm a New England fan. But at the same time, Brady is insane. We have to agree that Brady is insane. Yes, I'm absolutely age. not going to disagree that Tom Brady is the greatest football player to ever exist. I never, I am not going to disagree with that. I am bringing up a point, though, that Wayne Gretzky has also admitted to himself that he played in a less competitive NHL. So mm-hmm. I, I was going to say that I agree with you guys because I also voted for yeah. I voted for Wayne Gretzky just because I love hockey in this. But I mm-hmm. do agree that it is Brady overall. Because even Wayne Gretzky himself has said that he has play, he played in a less competitive league than currently yeah, exists. That's what I don't Before understand. we jump to the next poll, I did look up to see if the Thunder owned the rights to the name of the Supersonics, and they do. They own the entire history and all memorabilia of the Supersonics. Wow. So yeah. in order for the Supersonics to come back as an expansion team, they would have to buy it from the Thunder. I'm sure they I would. Just throwing I, that out there. I respect yeah. Gretzky for that take, by the way, because clearly mm-hmm. sports get better over time. They don't get worse. Yeah, like, it's not get, like yeah. like players just get better because they're learning more and they know more because previous generations that didn't know now know. It's just I never understood old heads who were like we we'd beat you by forty. Like no, no. you couldn't you couldn't shoot threes. The, None of you could shoot. The Come only down. way. <laughs> I would I would counteract that with hockey is because hockey was a million times more physical in Gretzky's yes. era than it is now. Yeah, but what but they... the only reason that I, the the main difference there is because goalies didn't know how to stop a puck. They'd mm. see a puck and go, "Oh, let me let that right by me." <laughs> they didn't know how to put their pen. They didn't. Goalies <laughs> didn't know how to play goalie. It was especially mm. in the 80, 70s and 80s when Gretzky was in his heyday. It wasn't really until the late 80s, early 90s when goalies really started shining. And hitting in hockey was really different back then. So that's really like the only outlier. Although it is a totally different league. The players nowadays are a million times better than they were when Gretzky was playing. Gretzky is still the greatest hockey player of all time, although I don't think it would be for long. No, and I mean to play... I mean, Connor Mc... Connor McDavid is really, really close to beating it. He's already close to beating it. No, and I mean, so. just talk, like looking at a basketball thing because it was recent, you had J.J. Redick say like Bob Cousy played against fi- uh, firemen and plumbers. And I just was like, <laughs> besides Wilt and Bill Russell, obviously, everybody else from that era, I mean, maybe. Like <laughs> Elgin Baylor, cool. Yeah, but, it, it, I agree with you. And, and honestly, like although Michael Jordan played against some of the best the basketball players of all time, I do think that some of the players in this day and age would give him a really hard, mm-hmm. like it would be very, very hard if you put up like LeBron as prime versus Michael as prime. Honestly, um, I mean, want to see if, Marcus Smart lock Michael Jordan prime. That'd be prime that's the thing, though, is he <laughs> that's a probably, tough take, man. <laughs> no, no, he would have, would have a similar effect to like Giannis. He would have a similar effect to so that that whole debate, though, I'm sure we'll talk about eventually because I think of names like Tiger Woods, Money Mayweather, and Michael Phelps. Oh, Michael and all Phelps. these other different. Uh, Usain Bolt. Are you Williams. kidding me? Serena Williams. I was just coming up with a short list of other sports. Jesus, chill. Um, the, we the definitely Phelps, need to do a. No, I was gonna say I agree with you. We should do a goat of goats, like a whole like top. We 10, definitely top should do like a goat of goats, but like mm-hmm. not core four sports. That definitely needs to be like a yeah, next, yeah, like a next poll at some point. Because, like, Nick was throwing out some names out there that definitely would give some of these four, like, a run for their money. Like, yes. for sure. Ain't nobody uh, giving Tom Brady a run for his money. He's the go-to-goats. 
Okay. Uh, anyway, um, um, I can't agree with that, honestly. Um, so Super Bowl favorites based on Vegas betting odds. Um, I think the Rams are going to win again. Back yes. to back. And the Rams, the Rams yeah. proved that a super team could win, and I think they could possibly win it again, especially in a much weaker okay. NFC. I'm sorry. I don't really know. I wouldn't be surprised if any of these four teams won. Actually, I do think the Bills are my second favorite. I think the Bucks are my third. I do think they're up there. What I do yeah. know is the Giants aren't going to win more than seven games. So that's what's really important. Also, Kansas no City's disagreement. Not... I'm not <laughs> also, Kansas City's a wild card team. They're not a Super Bowl team. They're a wild card team. All right, we can continue. Uh, I'm... For the record, if the Giants win seven games, I'm throwing a braid. Like, I am popping a champagne. You'll be the only fan there, so let's go. I'm throwing some, I'm throwing, I'm doing somersaults in the streets. Like, if the Giants win seven games, f***ing party up in here. All right, I'm telling you right now. I saw saw eight or nine winnable games on that schedule. I don't, yeah, winnable, but, you know. Even The best series of the NBA playoffs so far, honestly, has been a lot of snoozers in the NBA playoffs so far. I do think, unbiasedly, that the Celtics-Bucks series was one of the more entertaining Entertaining ones to watch, probably the best one so far. Uh, I do think the Mavs Sun series was interesting until Game Seven. I think that was that was a good one as well. Uh, as an outside, as an outside basketball fan, looking at these playoffs because you know my basketball team sucks. Celtics no Bucks series was the best. Celtics Bucks yeah. series was the best one to watch by far. That was the one I I watched every single game. I did not miss a single Celtics Bucks game. Actually, I haven't missed a single Celtics game this entire postseason run. I'm surprised. This, I'm surprised the Celtics but, Nets one was the second because it was so lo- like it wasn't lopsided because the games were wasn't close, lopsided. but the Celtics won all four games. Like, it, it was, was the storylines. It was the storylines, story and that's really and, and honestly the same thing. There's been storylines for Celtics Bucks and Celtics Heat too. So um, we'll see where this one goes. We're obviously rooting for the Celtics. I think they can close out in six. They need to not beat themselves again. That's truly what it comes down to. So any final thoughts for the podcast today, gentlemen? Uh, nope. we're gonna have a Seas Warriors. Warriors. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a Seas Warriors NBA final, boys. Mm-hmm. We will likely know by next week what, what the finals are unless unless the Celtics are go to game seven. I think that would be on Tuesday. So We'll yeah. see. Maybe we'll live reaction. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I can't we'll wait see. to talk about. Ooh, I can't wait to talk about the Celtics victory. Oh, do you want to get down? Oh, uh, interesting. Uh, anything else, Justin, Andrew? Anything from you guys? Uh, all I know is that the Sox are up one nothing against the White Sox right now. Love that Sox been um, killing it. Absolutely frying. Nick, Game Seven is Sunday, by the way, for the Celtics. Oh, okay. Oh, we'll Good know either way. Okay, yeah, so we will, we will know by so Tuesday. We'll know. Uh, what the plan was, and maybe we'll be right because that would mean that game four is on or game six is on Friday. Over, yeah. So, anyways, um, good luck to the Celtics. We will see you guys next week. Thank you everyone for watching. Please make sure to like, subscribe, leave comments, socials, and this video. We thank you guys for watching and have a great week and weekend. Eighty sprinkles.